On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I explain why I'm leaning into a lack of excitement this year. I discuss the idea that slow progress is the only meaningful option. And I tell you about why from today onwards, I'm going to try and have half days on Fridays. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 165 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is the place where I share the lessons I wish I knew sooner. Think of this as me learning out loud, sometimes on my own and sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. And here I am, two weeks in a row. I have actually managed for the first time in what feels like forever to sit down consecutively for two Thursday evenings and actually record a podcast. Same disclaimer as last week, this isn't going on YouTube. It will be probably a few more weeks until I get back around to producing the video versions of these episodes. However, by virtue of the fact that you're here, it means that you found this audio only, you're listening to it, and so all is good in the world. Um, I hope you're well. I hope you've had a good week since we last sat down and spoke like this. I'll be honest, for me, it has been a very uneventful, but a very productive week. I am in Wales in the office. I've been here for a couple of weeks now. And uh, my mission whilst I've been here this time, whilst although, yes, I've had lots of meetings compared to usual over the last couple of weeks, I haven't had any travel. I haven't had any kind of uh, guest episodes or this or that, any of the things that have so far this year been pulling me away from just getting on with getting on. My mission for the past couple of weeks has just been to try and rebuild some of the I guess foundations that this podcast not being frequent was a symptom of but actually it bled across into lots of areas of life like things were so uh, I guess hectic and busy in April and May to the point where lots of things in my life actually just got a little bit um, suboptimal I guess is the word like there was nothing dramatic it was more just like waking up not going to the gym burning out at like 5 p.m. in the office because I'd been eating shit foods because I was trying to get more done, not really having social plans, uh, being injured from running, so not even having that as an outlet, just like lots of little things. Um, not recording this podcast, not reaching out to guests, not consistently producing the YouTube videos. Um, and when I tried to boil it down, as I spoke about this time last week, lots of it was just because of a lack of structure. And when I peeled back yet another layer, the lack of structure came from the fact that things were busy. And if you don't take moments in your life to pause when things are busy to kind of work out where these symptoms come from in as much as if you don't work out why you feel very busy if you don't work out why you feel like you're chasing your tail why you feel like you don't have enough time for the things that you normally have enough time for I think that's when things get suboptimal to use that word again whereas now we're back things are good um two podcasts in two weeks this is good Uh, a couple of youtube videos I recorded uh, last weekend, back to being in the office for solid hours, going to the gym, doing the runs. Although today, actually, I didn't do a run because I have a slight, a slight pain in my ankle, and I have been through enough ankle and foot-related injuries over the past four months to just not risk it. So I'm going to take today off running, uh, and then I've got a 6.4k run, I believe, on Saturday or Sunday. And then that's slowly building up to 10K in a few weeks' time on this Nike running app. Um, And then it'll be half marathon in probably about 12 weeks now is when I'll be at the level of 
running a half marathon distance wise. And I think it's now 15 weeks until the Cardiff half marathon. God, the last three minutes have just been a, a sprawl of thought, haven't they? But I guess that's what I've been up to. I've been trying to spin all of these plates in a more efficient manner, right? I've tried to pack a lot into this year. I've spoken about that before. And over the past few months, I think some of the things I was trying to get done had fallen and I've been slowly rebuilding using that Jenga productivity method that I spoke about on YouTube a while back in as much as you look at what singular item that you add into your schedule makes everything fall over and then you rebuild from that point there. This is the rebuilding period. I feel like things are going well. Um, it doesn't help that for the past few weeks I have had so many bloody meetings and meetings are good right because they mean progress and they mean projects and they mean frankly in business they mean payments right because you're having conversations with businesses and growing and it's all good stuff however it does make having that usual structure on my typical week where I'll sit in the office and I'll control all the variables that little bit harder and when that structure goes out the window of course keeping all of those plates that I just spoke of spinning also becomes more difficult but we're getting there all is good and I'm happy. Um, and speaking of content, actually, the YouTube video that I uploaded on Monday about why you should compliment people immediately, I won't rehash the, the kind of narrative of that video because you can go and watch it if you want. But what I will say is that video is the first one that I have put on YouTube as a standalone, just me talking to a camera video that has caught at least somewhat of a wave in the YouTube algorithm. I've had a couple of videos, guest episodes, where it's somebody else and it is their thoughts and their opinions which are catching a wave in the algorithm. I think of people like Patrick Foster. I think that episode has like 20,000 views now. Rory Sutherland, he must be getting on for something like 5,000 views maybe. I haven't checked in a while. But of the standalone videos, I've never had one which has kind of done its own thing. And yet I published this one on Monday evening at about 6pm. I went to bed. I didn't share anywhere because I thought actually this, this was a fairly low effort video in as much as I didn't put much of the editing into it that I typically would. I didn't spend too long on the thumbnail or overthinking the title because I just wanted to get it done right. Back to a few minutes ago, what I'm saying of this period of building things back up, it's better to put out a video than spend so long trying to perfect a video that I don't put it out. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to put it out as it is. I woke up the next morning and it was on like 200 views. And I thought, where on earth have these come from? Like I haven't shared this anywhere. And it had like four or five comments already at that point. And then refreshing a few through the day, I think it got to about 450 views in the first 24 hours. It's on like 550 views now. It's just exciting. It's promising. I said the same when the first few standalone videos got to 100 views and 100 views, 500 views, 1000 views. These aren't big numbers, right? They don't necessarily mean anything in the scheme of things. But to go back to the, the topic of last week's episode about direction of travel, producing content and trying to grow an audience is an incredibly slow game and it's one that has no guaranteed upside but seeing these little milestones okay I've, I've produced a video and not shared it and it's done 100 views I've produced a video and not shared it and now it's done 500 views and of course the next one up at some point will be a thousand ten thousand a hundred thousand at some point when something really pops in the algorithm these are just encouraging signs and I think if most people were to have looked at my stories that I posted on Tuesday about being excited about the fact that it had a few hundred views and they don't understand the the game of producing content, they would be like, what are you on about this? How is this exciting? But it should tell you 
just how slow a game building a following for content is that what four years into this I'm excited about a video getting 500 views four years of my life into producing content I'm like shit this this a few people have watched this is a slow game and to be honest I don't expect the next video which comes out on Monday to necessarily do the same numbers right it's, it's like buying lottery tickets when you upload to YouTube and sometimes the lottery tickets are going to do well sometimes they're not but the more lottery tickets you can have in the game the more chance you have of eventually one of them doing very well right so this is all just to say that that kind of small seemingly insignificant from the outside milestone of my first standalone video where I'm just staring into a camera and articulating some thoughts that doing relatively well compared to previous videos at such a time when I had been struggling to find time to do the content, struggling to find the benefit of doing the content in as much as, you know, it was always falling to the bottom of the list. So there must be some sort of question in my mind of what is or isn't more valuable and content was always coming last to then as like the first video back after a few weeks, put in fairly minimal effort and see it do well, see it get some meaningful comments, lots of likes, a few hundred views was just nice. And so this is just me being positive. This is just me saying that it was nice to have something like that happen. And I hope that future videos continue to do well, but who knows, we'll keep playing the game. I'm in a rush, to be honest. Progress is slow. I put out a video about this, like a reel and a TikTok a few weeks ago, actually. Progress in almost every area of life, when you really zoom out, it's slow. Like I don't know a single thing actually other than the lottery, speaking about lottery tickets, I don't know a single thing that's actually worth having that you can do quickly or easily. Nothing worth having is quick or easy, right? Everybody speaks about the idea of the six pack, like a six pack isn't intrinsically valuable. It's only perceived to be valuable by society because it is so difficult to obtain. And the same is true with everything, right? A good relationship. I mean, listen to how many bloody Tinder dates I've been on over the past two years I've spoken about on this podcast, right? If it was really easy to find the perfect person for you, everybody would do it and it wouldn't be seen as this kind of achievement, for want of a better word, building a profitable, sustainable business that doesn't take up your entire life. If you could do that easily, everybody would do it. Having the body that you're proud of, having the fitness level to be able to run a marathon or whatever it is, right? Everything which is worth having is worth having because it's difficult. And anything which is difficult comes with slow progress. The, the progress of every area of my life is painfully slow. People probably look at me and they think, why is, he, why is he still producing content? Why is he still growing that business? Why is he fucking running around parks at 8pm every night trying to build up his stamina? Why is he still going to the gym when he's fairly inconsistent? I'm doing it all because I understand that getting more ticks in the box of moving towards my goal, last week's episode, the direction of travel, is the entire game. There is no game if not that. Like there is no other way to do anything unless, I don't know, you're what are the excuses people use, born into a rich family or this or that. But generally speaking, there's no shortcut. Progress is slow. And so I will continue to chip away at the content. I will continue to chip away at the business, at the running, at the fitness, at, at basically everything. Because if I wasn't, I don't really know what I'd be doing. Like what, what do you do? Not, not to have an existential crisis on the podcast, but what do you do with your life if you're not building something. And I don't mean building something in the literal sense. I don't mean that you literally need to build a business, but I feel like it must be a fairly 
underwhelming existence if you settle really early and you think, you know what, this is my life for the next 72 years now. And I'm just not going to challenge myself. I'm not going to see what I'm capable of. I'm not going to test this thing called life to its extremes to see what I can do. I'm just going to be okay with it. And maybe that's a really happy place to be. I don't know. Maybe, maybe ironically, the, the point of contentment that those people are at is what we're all striving for when we put in all of this effort. But I just couldn't imagine a life where I wasn't trying to make painfully slow but worthwhile progress in every area. And so, at least for the foreseeable future, that is what I will continue to do. Which, funnily enough, is kind of related to something else I've been thinking about over the past few weeks. And I touched on this maybe this time last month on the podcast, the idea that this year... I don't really have anything planned. Like we're into June now and I don't have any trips away. I don't have any holidays planned. There's no festivals. There's no random flights to Europe for gigs. There's no business trips. There's no three day long client meetings. It's just fairly plain sailing, at least it seems, looking forward to this year. And I'm sure there are going to be curveballs which come out of nowhere and ruin a day or ruin a week. There always are. That's life. But actually, if I look at this year, it has turned out to be far less eventful and perhaps far more stable for want of a better word than previous years and I think a few years ago if I looked at a year like this I would perhaps be a bit disappointed or a bit underwhelmed that I wasn't going here there and everywhere and trying to do everything all at once but actually I'm kind of embracing the idea now as we almost reach the halfway point of this year which by the way I have no idea how that's happened so quickly but there we are that a year like this every few years where you just focus really intentionally on building better foundations where you focus really intentionally on having more stability, right? We're almost halfway through the year, but actually there's still an incredibly long way to go until the end of this year. And if I continue, like I've just spoken about, to put in the work in the business, to put in the work with the content, to go to the gym consistently, to train towards that half marathon and beyond because I have goals beyond that half marathon, to consistently just do all of these things which really aren't exciting, which really don't look great from the outside in, right? They don't make good Instagram posts. If I were to do a vlog of my life for the next month, you would think, fuck me, that's really boring. However, having a year like that every now and then, I think allows for years which are then less stable, for years which then test the foundations of your life, for years which allow you to progress forward at more speed or do things which are more exciting. I think that this year, unless something crazy comes out of nowhere and suddenly I'm in IB for next week, which I doubt, this year will probably be one of those really underwhelming years. And I'm not sure if that will affect the the, the level of interesting things I have to speak about on this podcast. Probably not, because I normally just sit down and tell you about nothing for 20 minutes. However, I'm embracing it. We're halfway through the year. I have literally nothing planned. There is lots that I want to achieve this year, but it all happens behind the scenes. It all happens behind closed doors, right? There's no exciting story or narrative or kind of arc of this year, at least not that I can spot yet this year. It seems it's just about doing the thing and I'm okay with that. Speaking of which, I am also okay with the fact that from this Friday onwards, so from today, if you're listening to this on Friday, I'm going to attempt to have half days, or I'm not sure you'd call them half days actually, because they're still more than the average half day, but I'm going to attempt every Friday to not plan any work beyond like 2 or 3 p.m., particularly in the summer when it's hot and nice outside and I wanted to go outside. But I've realized recently that, I mean, A, between Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, like I probably work more hours than 
the average person before like Wednesday. Really, I think. Um, but then I get to Friday and because I know that everything's taken care of in the business and Friday is a bit of a nothing day in a lot of ways anyway, because like we're not doing any real meaningful sales at that point because it's a Friday and any client campaigns for the weekend are already scheduled and ready to go because it's a Friday and you're not really having any long drawn out meetings with people because they're already off on their way home because it's a Friday. I realized that I work Sunday through Thursday. And then I schedule my whole day on a Friday. Like I schedule it until 6, 7, 8 p.m. as I do. Like it's, it's 8.09 right now on a Thursday and I'm in the office and I'm recording this. This was in my schedule for this time here. I try and do the same on a Friday, but then it gets to like 2 or 3 p.m. And I'm just like, I can't really be asked. I'm like, I- I'm going to work on Sunday anyway. So why don't I just shift this stuff to Sunday? Like nobody's going to need me today. Nobody's going to need me on Saturday. There's not going to be any clients until Monday. There's not going to be any sales activity until Monday, whatever it might be. And so I'll find myself around 2 or 3 p.m. on a Friday, just shifting things to the next day or to Sunday or Monday, whatever it might be, but still remaining in the office because I have scheduled my day up until 6, 7, 8 p.m. So like I've got nothing better to do unless I nip off to Cardiff a bit early. I've scheduled the day, then rescheduled the day whilst in the office, but then not allowed enough time to kind of bake in plans or give myself more time off, whatever it might be. And so I just, I literally on a whim last Friday, I had this realization that I'm basically getting nothing done after 3 or 4 p.m. on a Friday anyway, at least on average, there will be weeks where I stay late or whatever it might be. But I just thought, fuck it. Why don't I just not, work on a Friday afternoon and there's there's um there's this clip going viral right now of um I think it's Gary Neville on the Diary of a CEO podcast and he's talking about how he doesn't he he doesn't plan to retire. He just takes mini retirements every few weeks where he'll go abroad for a few days. And of course everyone's laughing because he's describing holidays and he's acting as if it's this massive thing and he's calling them mini retirements and everybody's like that's just a holiday. I feel like I'm doing the same here. I'm like, oh my God, I've had this amazing revelation. I'm going to take Friday afternoons off. Whereas most people listening to this probably do as standard, right? Your workplace might let you go early. You might choose not to work on a Friday, but it wasn't until last Friday that I thought this is the most obvious low hanging fruit that has been right in front of me when it comes to energy levels and just getting through the week with a bit more uh, bounce for one of a better word that I've been missing. Like sometimes to do more, you need to do less. And I will schedule my entire week through until Friday, get less done on the Friday and then be like, oh, fuck, let myself down, didn't do everything I needed to. I was never going to. Like we all have an upper limit. And although for the past year or so, I've tried as hard as I can to make sure that at least for one day a week, I do no work, period. So Saturdays, I generally do no work whatsoever unless I really need to. Sundays are fairly casual, like I kind of sometimes take it off entirely, sometimes work it entirely. Like this Sunday just gone, it works entirely. Um, but yeah, by the time I get through to Friday, given that my working week starts on a Sunday, technically, I'm just ready for a weekend. And so this is all to say that at least for the next few weeks, starting today, I'm going to try and have Friday afternoons off. And actually this week, it will be put to good use because I'm driving home to Corby for a couple of days to uh, see my mum and then go to London on Sunday. And so um, it means I can leave the office at like half three, I think. I think the last thing in my calendar starts at half two from memory. So leave the office about half three. Um, And then that rush hour around Birmingham, I think it's on the M42. If you've ever been on the M42 around Birmingham, um, 
in rush hour. You'll know that it takes forever. So I'm going to leave, get stuck in that, but get through it sooner because I'm leaving sooner and then hopefully be in bed back home at a reasonable time rather than working until 7 p.m. Then leaving at like 8 and getting home at midnight, 1 a.m. And just having Saturday morning as a write-off. God, this has been a really random episode, hasn't it? (laughs) I have no idea what I've told you about. I have just kind of thought out loud for 20 minutes. I hope some of this has made sense. Um, I think the only other thing to tell you about is in this pursuit of dialing things in, I really want to sort out my diet from Monday onwards. (laughs) Don't we all, don't we all start diets on a Monday? But what I mean, and I don't mean like going on some fad diet or tracking my macros too meticulously, because honestly, I'm just in a point in life where I'm not super bothered about that. However, when I look at what is probably letting me down the most right now from an energy level, from a getting the upside of all of the exercise and gym going that I do level, from a just feeling that bit more confident level, and also just from trying to eat better foods that aren't McDonald's every night level. My diet is just the big kind of elephant in the room right now. Um, and again, it comes down to planning because there have been big, lo- big blocks of time this year um, where my diet has been on point. And as a result of that, my energy is on point and I feel better. And the the kind of effort that is put in in the gym or more recently in running is returned to a greater degree. And yet for the past few weeks, just because of everything I spoke about at the beginning of this episode, I haven't really had it dialed in. And it's such an easy, low-hanging fruit. And it's the thing which for the past couple of weeks, as I try and kind of restructure everything and have a bit more stability, has been uh, bothering me because I realized that it is so easy to improve. And yet I haven't yet taken the necessary steps to do so. So from Monday onwards, that is the new mini mission. And I think that is it. I am, like I say, off to Corby this evening and then spending Saturday with my mum, going to London on Sunday, working on Monday from the house and then Monday evening driving back here to Wales, getting back here about midnight and then going straight to bed because I have got another full on week of meetings all over the place here in Wales with clients and in the office from Tuesday onwards. So that's what I'm doing. Whatever you're doing this weekend, I hope you have a good week. Thank you as always for listening. And I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 166 of Life and Lessons. See you then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 